Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. This is Cashflow Ninja. I am MC Lobsher, and I am joined by David Onanian on today's show. Um, David, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, MC. It's a pleasure. Now, David is a real estate investor, entrepreneur. David, for folks that are not familiar with you and what you do, can you please share a little bit about your journey and background with them? Yeah. So uh, currently, I'm a real estate investor and an agent. Um, So I help people in my agent business get started in investing um, as kind of their expert uh, expert, uh, investor-friendly real estate agent. Um, kind of my background, uh, to be honest with the MC, um, I was a pretty worthless member of society uh, for most of my life. Um, and I'll get to that in just a minute. Um, but I was raised uh, middle class here in the Midwest. Um, like so many of us, I was told to go to college and get a job working for somebody else. Um, so I really never questioned that, uh, ended up getting my degree, uh, became a software engineer out of college. Um, and started uh, climbing the corporate ladder. Um, I had uh, five promotions in my first 10 years in that career. Um, Ended up going back to school during that time in the evenings because my employer was paying for it to get a master's degree. Um, After that, I got my uh, real estate license as kind of a side hustle. Um, I never thought it would turn into anything uh, like it has today. Um, But during that 10 years, Um, towards the end of it, I hit a freaking wall and that's when I realized I wasn't happy. And the scariest part about all of that was I had no idea why. Um, I, I literally thought I had everything I could possibly have. I had a beautiful family. I owned a a beautiful home. I had a six figure job where I could work from home whenever I wanted to. I had new vehicles. I had a lake house. I had a boat. I had a jet ski. I mean, the list goes on, but um, part of it was I didn't even realize that I was trapped financially in my job because of all those things that I bought, I had financed. And like so many of us, when you get a promotion at work, you go out and you could buy nicer things, right? You get the end of year bonus and you put a down payment on a car, put a down payment on a new house. So what I wasn't realizing was that was financially trapping me in my job Um, And so that had been happening for uh, some time. Um, And that kind of is what led me um, to get into real estate investing and try to get fight my way out of there. So Parkinson's law is one of the things that we we talk quite a bit about um, on the on the show and that we share in our community, too, where, you know, you're you're basically a, a, a once you start to make some money and you make more money, your cost of living rises with the increase in the, in the income, right? Because a luxury once enjoyed now becomes a necessity. And you're and before you know it, especially when you start off your journey, this life that you were building for yourself now, you've built sort of a, an invisible prison because you have to keep making money to pay for all the stuff <laughs> that you've, all the goodies and the toys that you've now bought. And now you're stuck basically in the rat race, right? And now you're still exchanging time for money constantly. 
and you're stuck because you gotta you gotta pay for all the toys that you, that you've gathered, right? So you had the, what was, was there a specific moment during your journey that you were just like, I, I gotta make some changes. I gotta I gotta get out of this. Yeah, I mean the the writing was on the wall for years, and I just witnessed people at my company. I was at a Fortune 10 company. And people had been there for 30, 40 years and they were retiring and I could see it on their faces. They weren't even happy to retire. They got all the way through the end of their corporate careers and, and it's like, what do we, what do I do now? Like, this is, this is life for me and I don't really know how to enjoy myself after this. And I started seeing those examples. And then on top of it, um, like you said, as my cost of living was increasing right there with my salary, um, I remember every two weeks I'd get the direct deposit and within 24 hours, all of the paycheck was gone to payments that were being automatically withdrawn out of my account. So I wasn't building anything towards retiring any sooner or getting out of that place. So it was, it was really scary. So real estate was the path that you chose. How did you, how did you get started? Cause right now, um, you know, a lot of people are looking at how do I start? How do I rebuild? Because a lot of folks are in rebuilding mode, um, whether they know it or not, <laughs> they are. So how did you get started? What were some of the things that you um, that you did to get started? Yeah, one of the things that kind of uh, got me onto the idea of real estate investing is I kind of mentioned I had my real estate license as a side hustle. I helped a buddy of mine um, that said he wanted to buy an investment property here in town. And it was kind of in like the C-class area. Um, I, I now know it today as a C-class area, but at the time I thought this was like an absolute war zone. I would never even set foot in this community. Um, so he was buying this property. I told him how crazy he was. I said, you're going to be changing toilets. You're going to be chasing down people for rent. And uh, he ended up pulling it off. And um, I think he bought the property for like 40 grand, uh, put five or six grand of repairs into it. Um, and it ended up appraising at $75,000. And he pulled all of his money back out of it. He had a tenant in there paying him $1,000 a month for rent. And I think his mortgage payment was something like below $300 a month. So when I saw the numbers play out on this thing, I was like, holy cow, how do I do those? Because that's amazing. That's that's tons of cash flow that he generated with a little bit of work. And now it's going to you know potentially last him a lifetime. Yeah. So that was the big aha moment. So then you kind of copied and paste that model? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I didn't know anything about uh, real estate at this time. So I saw that example and that's when I became, you know, just hungry for information. So I got you know, I, I kind of mentioned I was a completely worthless member of society before. And, and part of that was because I spent all day and all my free time playing video games and gambling on fantasy football. So one of the changes I made that was fairly easy for me was instead of listening to the fantasy football podcasts at work, um, where that didn't make me any money anyway, because nobody can predict, predict sports or fantasy sports. Um, I just started looking for real estate podcasts and, and investing podcasts. And I found some and I ended up listening to hundreds and hundreds of podcasts over the next couple months um, and kind of arm myself with a, enough information to be dangerous and get going on that first deal. Talk to us about taking the plunge and the, and the first deal. Yeah. So, um, you know, 
it was at first it was kind of a crazy idea um, to my wife and the rest of my family that I was going to buy a rental property and and uh, and start dealing with tenants and and rehabs and all that stuff. Uh, but you know, I would listen to all these podcasts. I started reading books and I would come home every night and say, Oh, look what I learned about. You could do a deal this way or this way, or, you know, you can make money in all these different ways in real estate. It's amazing. Um, so after enough time of that, my wife was like, you you need to just go out and do one now. <laughs> like I'm sick of hearing you talk about it. Let's go do one. So that's when, um, I really started analyzing properties and man, it was, it was months and months and months of searching for that first deal. Um, before I actually pulled the trigger. And um, I, I always tell my students, my clients now, the first deal is always the hardest to find. It, it always will be. Um, but I remember it very clearly um, because it was an absolute nightmare. Um, I ended up finding this property listed on Craigslist with a wholesaler, um, went to go look at the property, um, he said it needed about 20,000 in repairs to get it, uh, rent ready. Um, so I took a look at it, said, you know what, uh, I'm going to be safe here. I'm going to budget 25,000 in repairs. I'll be very conservative. Um, don't want to lose money on this first deal. And, um, as we got into it, um, you know, at, at the end of this thing the the rehab was closer to $50,000, it was an absolute nightmare. Um, it was a nine month long process to get in and get out of this thing, um, which was not the plan originally. I wanted to hold this as a rental forever, um, but just ended up sinking so much money into it um, that I had to get as much capital as I could back out of the deal. Um, so it was, it was like literally making every single mistake in the book on this first property. Um, my wife and I were like losing sleep at night. I was waking up in the middle of the night thinking like, how am I going to deal with this tomorrow? There's a new problem. At the time, my wife and I had saved up over 10 years of um, savings in our savings account. Um, literally every dollar was being put into this property to where at the end of it, if one more thing went wrong, I had no idea how I was going to pay to fix it so that I could sell it to somebody. So it was, it was awful. Um, but looking back on it, um, it, it was kind of a blessing because it, it was an education for me and, and I learned literally everything not to do on the next properties that we, we, uh, we purchased. MC Lobsher, the creator of the Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Coach at Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate infinite banking with their business and investments. To learn how you can create your own banking system to turbocharge your investments and business in 30 days or less, go to yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. And you didn't give up. That's the thing, though, too, because a lot of people take a knock on their first one. The first one very rarely goes smoothly, by the way, too. For listeners, I think most real estate investors will just shake their heads and say, yep, um, it's, it's school. It's really you're not going to knock home runs on the first one. It's basically just to learn. But you didn't give up and you moved on to the next one. What was what was some of the, the mindset? Uh, what was your mindset at that at that stage to just to get through and move on to the next one? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I think a lot of it I have to credit uh, back to listening to podcasts like yours um, because I heard experienced investors get on there time after time again and say this this business is about mindset. And before I bought that first deal, I could have 
sworn that mindset made may have been about 5% of the equation. Um, and now sitting where I am today, I know that it's at least 80%, if not 95% of the question, uh, equation of being successful in this business or any business is, is about your mindset. So uh, listening to that and then experiencing it and like, oh my gosh, I do need to have the mindset to get through this thing. Um, I started creating uh, huge whys in my life, um, re-examining basically my purpose, why I was doing all this stuff, um, and really to try to propel me through this deal and get out of it the other side. Um, I remember one thing that I was thinking at the time was, I'm not going to give up. Like this might take me down, even if I lost everything on this one deal, which I wasn't, it was a small enough um, house that I purchased that it wasn't going to take me down. But even if it did, I was going to be the guy, the, the homeless guy standing on the corner with a cardboard box that said, we buy houses. Like that's how committed I was uh, to being successful in this business. No, absolutely. And I agree with you. The mindset is so much of, of about just about everything in life, right? Um, regardless of where you are and um, regardless of where you start and regardless of what's going on in the economy without a proper mindset, it, it doesn't really matter. You're not, you're not just, just not going to be successful. Let's talk a little bit about the market of St. Louis. What is going on in St. Louis? Because we've not really covered that market. Um, what is, what makes that market so attractive? Maybe you want to talk a little bit about the industries that are there, some of the demographics and why St. Louis it, it should be an attractive uh, market for real estate investors. Yeah. I mean, MC, I'm born and raised here, uh, lived here my whole life. So I'm a little biased, but looking around at, at the different markets in the Midwest and in the country, there's a massive amount of value that you can get here. Um, so, so many of my friends and family would, you know, after they graduated from school, wanted to move to the coast to live near the beach and all that stuff. And, and they, they, a lot of them end up coming back because it's just too expensive to live in some of these places. Um, so, and as far as an investor is concerned, there's tremendous value here. Um, they call it um, cash flow paradise uh, because you can, you can buy a hundred thousand dollar house in a B area and it rents for $1,000 or more a month. And that to me is like the perfect deal um, that we see and, and we see on the MLS, quite frankly, uh, every day of the week. What are some of the industries, the major employers in St. Louis? And is it a diverse, in, a diverse bunch of industries that's there? Maybe you could talk a little bit to that. Yeah, there's a lot of big, um, really successful hospitals here. Um, universities are here. There's uh, Washington University, uh, very prestigious um, university and medical school. Um, there's St. Louis University, same goes for them. Um, there's tons of big corporations that have um, headquarters in town here. Um, there's a big presence from anywhere from Boeing to Energizer to AT&T, telecommunications companies. There, there's a lot of different uh, industries at play here that, that make it a, a very nice uh, economy uh, for people to live and invest in. 
Gotcha. And uh, so jobs is obviously a big driver to that too. And in this new world and new economy, things things are changing massively and rapidly. Just in the last three weeks, it's been interesting to see how the world has changed. But what do you? Where do you see this market or St. Louis fitting into that? You've mentioned there's a lot of big corporations too, but what other opportunities would be in that market, for example, for for what just a you know a, a economic cycle that's that's sort of taken the turn towards a recession yeah and you're right uh so real estate's always coming in cycles um i think we we're kind of overdue for a pullback or some sort of uh, recession um and what's going on now in the economy is kind of expediting that um, what I love, love, love about being in the Midwest is that we don't fluctuate as much as the coasts. When, when the real start market crashes on the coast and values are slashed by 50%, you might see maybe a 15 or 20% blip here um, in the Midwest. So I, that's really one of the things that I love about being here and it's stable. It's, it's great for long-term uh, buy and hold. Yeah. So, and that, that would, that's going to be the big thing, right? Is buying in markets where there are jobs, there are renters and, and uh, markets that also align nicely with some of the trends, which will evolve, you know, in this, in this new economy. Um, so a lot of the strategies that you teach too is the brr, the, maybe you want to maybe you want to touch on that and just give us some examples of how this can be implemented in that market uh, for investors. Yeah, yeah. So I think you were trying to say the burr method was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I, I, I call it the burr. The burr. So maybe you want to maybe you want to start and just share what that is. Yeah. With folks that's not familiar, I know sure. I'm, I'm kidding around a little bit, but maybe you want to um, just uh, share what that is. Um, if you're on bigger pockets, you're very familiar with it. Folks talk about that quite a lot. Absolutely. But maybe you want to just talk a little bit about what, about what it is and and uh, the process and how you guys have done it in that specific market. Right. Yeah. So Burr Method, uh, basically an acronym stands for buy, uh, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat. Um, the reason why this method is becoming so popular and it's it's so effective is because you can take a small amount of capital and do that first deal um, like the example I gave you earlier and then refinance it, get that money back. So it, it's kind of like if you were to buy a stock in the stock market that paid a dividend and then after six months, you could refinance your stock, get all the money that you put to buy, put to buy the stock, but you still received the dividend which is just mind blowing to me as somebody that was only focused investing in stocks that you could literally do this thing and create these monthly cash flows coming to you and then go on and, and start building it and scaling it and growing it. Um, so the perfect example um, deals that I'm buying here at, in my market is I basically go back to that $100,000 house. I'm looking for uh, something that needs some work, something that has a value add to it. Um, I can do a rehab from, you know, five grand all the way up to 150 or 200 grand. That's not a problem to me, but it's, it's getting to that, uh, that 75% of the ARV that I'm concerned of. Um, so for instance, if I can buy a house for 50,000 here, um, and then put 25,000 into it, be all in at 75,000. Now I want it to appraise for a hundred thousand dollars. And if I can get it to appraise for a hundred thousand dollars, 
Um, I can get a conventional mortgage on it that has a 30 year or 15 year fixed rate, which right now is so low, it's, it's stupid. Um, so if I can do that and then take my 75 back out of the deal and go do it with another one, um, I can spin up some nice uh, monthly cash flow and, and be able to scale it uh, without having a lot of uh, capital to invest in the, in the process. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Very, very powerful strategy. And St. Louis is definitely a market to keep your eye on uh, as we go into this new economy. It's great just not because Budweiser's from there in the Cardinals, right? But there's a lot of <laughs> great real estate stuff going on. Um, and I've heard a lot of good things. It's also a good market, I believe, for the lease option strategy on a lot of these single family uh, properties, right? Yep. Yeah, lease options are something that's very uh, popular here too. Um, you get the big uh, down payment or the option fee up front. Um, and then, of course, the monthly cash flow from it and the option to, to sell it to your, your tenant who is ultimately going to take better care of your property because they're looking to own the, the house themselves uh, at the end of the term. So uh, we, we had mentioned uh, the recession that we're, that, that we're in um, and that the market cycles are different. What are some of the things that you're looking to do and to implement and execute in, in your investment strategy during, uh, during the recession in the real estate market? Because there's going to be a ton of opportunities available, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's opportunities in every market. Um, there's deals every single day. So it's it's really not being too afraid of what's coming, but preparing yourself um, for uh, a drop in in home values. Um, so a lot of my you know we were real hot with fix and flips last year, for instance. Right now, I'm starting to slow down and really, really look carefully at okay, if I'm going to do a fix and flip, how quickly can I get in and out of it? Because I don't want um, a rehab taking close to a year and then values had plummeted five, 10%. And now I'm not making any money on that deal when I sell it. So I'm very careful on those type of deals. Um, but I'm very bullish when it comes to the buy and holds. So buy and holds, I'm looking to do the Burr method and then hold it for 15, 30 years until I'm, I'm completely paid off on that property. Um, and so any, that amount of time is going to get me through any type of market cycle that's going to happen. Gotcha. Now, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful folks is that they're always studying, they're always learning. What are you studying learning right now? Yeah, right now I am uh, brushing up on my marketing skills. Um, so I'm reading the uh, all the Russell Brunson books, uh, expertsecrets.com secrets, basically trying to figure out how to get this message out to as many people as possible um, because it can literally change lives. And uh, I'm super passionate about people that are stuck in that corporate rat race and kind of showing them how they can get out of it um, through these methods and, and getting and just getting started just doing that first deal and getting you know getting uh, you know your lips wet with with real estate investing I think is is uh, so powerful um, and can really change 
uh, people's lives. So I'm, I've been uh, studying up on that a lot. Um, and then, of course, I'm always reading. I'm always listening to podcasts. I do about two or three books a month. Just a lot of stuff. Awesome. And real estate is a super powerful way to stop exchanging your time for money. Now, core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Yeah, MC, I love this question. Uh, So thank you. So number one is believe. Believe, uh, believe in yourself. Uh, believe spiritually for for you, whatever that is. For me, that's God. Believe in abundance. Um, believe that there is good in the world. Um, right now is, I believe, the greatest time in human history. Um, regardless of what they're saying on the news headlines, the time is now. It's it's never been better. It's never been easier to create wealth in abundance in our lives. And you just, you have to choose to believe that. Um, And when you believe that you become it, Um, you know, Henry Ford has this quote that uh, still I think about almost daily and it's whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Um, So believe and, and you have the choice every day, belief or doubt, faith or fear. Um, You choose that every day, whether it's consciously or unconsciously. Um, that's my number one word in the, in my life is, is believe, uh, I've got it behind me here in my office. Um, and that it basically builds a foundation to, uh, the second piece of advice I'd, I'd leave for legacy is, is to give. Um, and you, you can't give what you don't have. So you, you can't give abundantly if you don't believe it and live it for yourself first. Um, and then the second part on give is, is you can't outgive the system. Um, I learned this very early on. Um, I mentioned before that I was a, a worthless member of society. Part of that was because I was never um, being involved in my community. I wasn't donating my time. I wasn't donating my money because I had you know, all of these bills to pay. I never had anything extra. Um, so a few years ago, when I started investing on the side, I started making some extra cash. I, I made a decision to start giving. And I wrote this huge check, uh, thousands of dollars, um, it scared the death out of me. It uh, scared my wife pretty good too, but I just felt the calling that I needed to give back and wrote this check to one of my favorite organizations, Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Love them over there. Um, I'm a big brother myself. So I wrote this check and uh, this is an example of how you can't outgive the system. Over the next few months, it took for me to realize this principle is because I had given that money, um, the connections that I made after that were unbelievable. Um, people with influence in, in capital and in, in my community were now reaching out to me saying, how do we work together? How can we um, help you with your company? I, I, my first investment company was called Transform St. Louis. Um, we, it's my We Buy Houses company. Um, the mission there uh, is right there in its name. And, and people are reaching out and saying, you know, how can we help you on, on this mission? And started meeting amazing people. And then clients of mine were coming to, to work with me as, as their realtor, as their investor-friendly agent, because 
they knew that um, I had, you know, I had a giving spirit and I wanted to give back and I did things right. Um, but I, I realized this when I was sitting at breakfast with um, one of the most inspiring people I've ever met. Uh, it's John O'Leary. He's uh, local here in St. Louis. He's got a podcast called Live Inspired. I was literally sitting at breakfast with him, nervous as heck. Um, but the only reason I was sitting there is because he found out and the board of directors at Big Brothers found out that I wrote this this big check and uh, the connections there were unbelievable. So you cannot outgive the system. So just give. Um, and then third principle I'll give you is to grow. You have to learn something new every day. You have to make a small change every day. I had a, a JV football coach in, in high school growing up and every single practice when we were doing our stretching and our calisthenics, he, he would say this. He said, Men, you either get better or you get worse. There's no in between. And that line was just burned into my mind for so many days in a row during football season. And I never really understood how it was going to impact my life until I went from this transformation of being in corporate to now uh, running multiple real estate businesses. And it's so true. Um, there is no staying the same. Everything in the universe is either growing or dying. Um, if you think you are staying the same, you're actually getting worse. And I, I guarantee it. Um, so committing to grow and, and you don't have to do this, you know, crazy thing and like suck down all of these books and podcasts like, uh, like I may have had, had done, um, but just commit to growing 1%. Um, it's such a small change and that could be, you know, reading a book for a few minutes, listening to something that um, educates you about something in your life or eating something a little bit healthier or getting up a few minutes earlier. That's a, that's a 1% growth. And what happens is when you commit to doing that every day, it starts compounding. That 1% growth can compound in a year to a 3,778% change in your life. And it can literally turn things upside down for you. So um, I would say number one, believe, number two, give, and number three, grow. Those are awesome. And I love that last one too. You know, being from South Africa, I always talk about how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time. Yeah. One bite at a time and take a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step and then just continue step by step by step. Absolutely. My friend, this has been a blast. Where can folks learn more about you? Where can they contact you? Where can they follow you and reach out to you guys? Absolutely. Yeah. On social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, it's at Agent David O. And then our website's agentdavido.com. And uh, would love to hear from you guys. Any feedback that you have and any questions, I'd love to help you out. Anybody that needs help getting started uh, investing. Awesome. David, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for all of my listeners. Thanks a lot, MC. This has been awesome. I appreciate it.
This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.